0: good to see all of you. Good morning to those of you just joining us. Uh, Good morning as well to those of you joining us online. Uh, When we gather for worship, we do so as a church in a couple of different ways. We see some of us, some of us are seen uh, or watching others, Uh, but however you're with us today, very glad uh, to be in the house of God together. Uh, It's Father's Day, and so for those of you to whom it applies, happy Father's Day. Um, and for all of us uh, coming to church today, uh, I wanted to make a, you aware of a couple of important announcements happening in the life of our community. Uh, the first is that we have a guest with us today, and so we want to welcome our brother and partner in ministry, uh, Mike Sullivan, uh, who's a church planter of Emmaus City up in Worcester. Mike, it's so good to have you with us today. Mike's going to be bringing us the word in just a little while, and so we're glad to have you with us um, on Father's Day and Juneteenth. Um, Thank you, brother. Uh, And from Kate, I have a couple things to highlight for you. One is that Vacation Bible School is coming. You saw the um, note on the screen up there a little while ago. It's just a few weeks away, and we have registration forms available now for kiddos and for students who would like to come, so if you would like to register some kids um, or if you know of other people, your neighbors or friends in community who have kids who might be interested, there's registration forms available in the fellowship hall. Please do start uh, filling them out. The other thing is, is a note from uh, for the high schoolers. Please check your email. You have an important email uh, waiting for you in your inbox. So check that when you get a chance. Um, and then there's some fun events that are coming up in the near future that I want to highlight for us. We've been talking about Fairwoods with Friends. Uh, for the last several weeks. That's next Saturday. Next Saturday, June 25, is Fairwoods with Friends. We're going to be meeting, uh, co-hosting a potluck with Fairlawn, um, and we're going to be doing that at Fairwoods, and we're going to be inviting Village Congregational to come and join us for a couple of hours. It starts at 1130 next Saturday on June 25 at Fairwoods, which is next Saturday. So please do join us for that. The other thing is that from the council, we wanted you to know that in these last months, uh, we've had a team of leaders who have been thinking about praying through and wondering about our future as a congregation. They've been exploring our vision and our church values. And as a next phase in that process, we've invited uh, a pastor, uh, Reverend Mark Nelson, to come and join us for a few days to do some uh, consulting and coaching with us, and he's actually going to be here next Saturday. So if it was not incentive enough to come to Fairwoods with friends, come also to to meet a friend, he's excited to spend time with us as a congregation, so we look forward to having him as well. And then, so that's next Saturday, the very next day, right back in this very room, in fact, uh, we'll be making some changes to our worship, and so uh, we will be celebrating communion, and we're going to be doing that by remembering together how to pass the communion plates. I was just talking to someone. It was just about two years ago that we were all back in the sanctuary after a a short break um, during the first part of the pandemic. And so in that time, we've been relearning lots of things, right? And next Sunday, we're going to remember how to pass communion plates together. We will, of course, also be making available single-serve elements, if that's more comfortable for you, but please join us for that. And at the same time, we're also going to be remembering how to pass the offering plates, right? So communion plates and offering plates, same week. Next week, do maybe some arm curls this week to get yourself ready. They are a little bit heavy, right? So just wanted everyone to know that that's coming in advance. Uh, And now for today, it is very good to be with all of you. Uh, we are in the presence of God together who welcomes us, Uh, who welcomes us with all of the joy that this week is held, who welcomes us with whatever confusion and doubts and pain may have followed us to. In His wide and loving presence, would you join me in this prayer? Loving God, in a world that doubts everything it hears, and even with wide-open eyes doubts everything it sees. We know we can trust you in all things. We praise you that every day you continue to demonstrate your trustworthiness to people who have eyes to see and ears to hear your gentle words of encouragement, grace, and mercy. Amen. Friends, in the presence of God, would you rise? Well, good
1: good morning. Friends, the Lord be with you. We have gathered here t- today, Father, to glorify you and give you praise. Praise your holy name, Lord Jesus, from whom all blessings flow. You have not hidden your face from us, but you are here even in our darkest times of need. Stay in amazement in your presence. You satisfy our every need. Praise God. Praise Him, praise Him, for the wonders of His love. Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. God so love the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever the power of hell forever defeated now it is well i'm walking in freedom for god so loved god so Bring your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting, God so loved the world. Shame is undone In your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory it's long. Time. And my shame is undone Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Here. Come flood this place and fill the air. Almighty God, we confess how hard it is to be the people that you call us to be. For the times we were unkind and impatient with those who needed our time and concern. For the times we were too weak to stand up for what is right. For the times we refused to forgive others. Let's go to our God in a silent confession. While it's true that we have sinned, Father, it's a greater truth that we have that we are forgiven through God's love. To all who humbly seek the mercy of God, repent and believe. For through the blood of Jesus Christ your sins have been forgiven. Please rise in body or spirit as we continue with our worship. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul long after thee. peace of Christ is with you. Take a moment to pass the peace with your neighbors. It's now time for Kid Street, so anyone that uh, normally goes to Kid Street or doesn't normally go to Kid Street is, is more than welcome to come up. People of God, what is our prayer? Lord, to show us You're wonderful, never, never stopping, stopping. ever giving up. The Lord be with you. you. Go in peace to love and serve Jesus.
0: Good morning again, everyone. Good to be with you. Uh, This week, uh, some of you may know, and those of you may not, but our denomination, the Christian Reformed Church, had some very significant meetings in Grand Rapids. It had been a couple of years since we'd had a chance to meet as a body, um, and when it's been a while since you've seen each other, that always makes that first get-together more tenuous, But in addition to that, our denomination also had several very significant issues that they needed to discuss, and one of those had to do with a report dealing with how we understand what the Bible says about our sexuality. And as the week went on, perhaps some of you had a chance to catch those deliberations. These are difficult conversations, and for us as church leaders, as we have talked about this, it's been difficult for us too as no doubt it has been for every other group of elders and deacons and pastors in our denomination. Well, in the wake of those decisions, uh, Thalia and I were talking this week about how we could honor that. And it seemed that one of the ways we could do that was to share in the congregational prayer today. And so Thalia has prepared a a prayer for us, um, and at a certain point I'm going to step in and add my voice as well. And we'll hope in this way uh, it can be a very small demonstration of some of the things that as a denomination we are trying to figure out how to do together, Um, to honor what Scripture says, to honor each other, and to wrestle with some very difficult questions together. Personally, I will say, just for you to hear from me, uh, one of the most challenging pieces of this, um, I think, has been the immensity of the pain involved Uh, I think there were moments where I was naive in this process in the hopes that there might be a way for us to find a way to decide that would ease pain. But I think what is more true is that no matter what, what the deliberations would have been, there was going to be pain because there is pain. And if there's one thing that we can speak with great honesty before God together this morning... It's this pain. And so we'll have a chance to do that together.
2: Let's turn to our Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we come into your presence on this beautiful Sunday morning to worship you with our voices, our hearts, our souls, and our minds. What a gift it is to worship you as a community here at Pleasant Street and to worship you with followers of Christ across our country and our world. We give you praise and take hope in knowing that our world belongs to you, and you alone. As we worship you this morning, Father God, we have been reminded in song and in word of your great and unwavering love for us. We pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us with your presence and your glory and your goodness. You are our heart's desire. You are our strength and shield. You are our redeemer and liberator. You are our rock and our comforter. You are our place of rest. All blessings flow from you, and you know and satisfy our every need. We have much to celebrate, Lord. Today we celebrate and honor the fathers in our lives. We thank you for them, and we ask for a blessing on them as they reflect your love and strength, your generosity and wisdom, and your mercy. You, Lord, have exemplified all these things in your relationship with us, your children. We celebrate and rejoice with a number of couples from our church family today who are celebrating many years of marriage together. We thank you for these couples and for all the years that they have had together. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to them, and we pray that you will continue to bless them. We give thanks to you, Lord, for the gift of lungs for our brother Duane, and for the success of his transplant surgery. The marvels of medical history today, or medical progress today is immense. We ask, Lord, that you continue to heal him and keep him from infection. And we pray, Lord, that his body will continue to gain strength and be fully accepting of these lungs. And even as we give thanks for this gift to restore his life, we know that this came at the expense of a tragic loss for another family. We pray, Lord, that you will comfort this family in their loss and that you will bring them peace in their mourning. We pray to you, Lord, for those in our church family who need and continue to need your healing hand. We pray for Audrey B, for Kathy B, for Bev and Hank E, Carol L, Deb and Stu V, and Karen S. May they feel relief from pain, relief from worry, relief from tiredness. May they experience your presence and healing hand. Lord, we pray for the leadership of our church. We give thanks for them and give thanks to you for their talents and gifts and love for this church. We pray that you will give the council wisdom and grace as they strive to serve this church and its needs. We pray for your blessing on work being done as we look forward to what the next number of years hold for Pleasant Street. We pray that you will make your will known to them and that they will be faithful in following you.
0: Father of the household of faith, Lord Jesus, our good and perfect older brother, Holy Spirit, giver of wisdom. This week, uh, those in the Christian Reformed Church have wrestled, they have deliberated. We have tried to honor a process we have agreed on each other and we have tried to honor each other by speaking the truth and wrestling with what love is. And we are worn out, and we are disappointed, and we are hopeful, and we are relieved, and we are confused, and we are angry. We are all of these things and many, many more today. We are not sure if this is our church still, if this is okay. We are not sure what comes next. Some of us look to that with hope, some of us struggle to find that hope today. And Lord, in the midst of all of this, we also acknowledge that we live in a world that has become very preoccupied with distancing ourselves from all kinds of contamination, and this affects us too. It is very hard to reach toward each other and to reach toward those whom we disagree with. This morning here in this congregation and in your congregations across uh, North America, you have called us together as brothers and sisters, as strangers, as people with different life experiences. And you have called us to draw toward each other, which we are only able to do, Lord, because you have come toward us. And so we ask, O God, that today, as your church is gathered for worship in all different communities, and with all different experiences that they carry with them, that you would be faithful and draw toward us, and that in meeting you, we would find ways to draw toward each other. For the world around us needs you, and we do too. We ask that you continue to hear our prayers of our congregation.
2: Lord, we pray for our staff, for Pastor Matthew, for Kate, for Sadie, and for V. We thank you for them and for the talents and gifts they share with our church every day. We pray that you will continue to bless them and their work and provide what they need. Lord, we pray for the missionaries that we support through Faith Promise. We pray that you will bless all of them in their work. Today, we especially pray for the Larsons with Straight Ahead Ministries who work for Juvenile Justice. We pray that the ready for life programs that were held this week in Worcester and New Mexico, were successful, and will make a life-changing difference in the lives of young men. Lord, we thank you that Pastor Mike is with us today, and we pray for a rich blessing on him and the work he does for you with Emmaus City. Bless Emmaus City with your presence. May they love their community well, and we pray for the blessing of new members and growth for them. As we turn now to hear your word, Lord, we pray for a blessing on the message Pastor Mike will bring us from you. We pray that you will open our hearts and our minds and that today's message will help us to know you better and that it will stir our hearts to follow you through the week and days ahead. May the Holy Spirit work through us and may we be a light that reflects your love, your goodness, and your grace in this community. All this we pray in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
3: Good morning. Can you all hear me? Sorry about that. Did I just jump in on It's you? it's totally fine. All right. Is it okay if I go oh, ahead? Oh yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Today's scripture reading comes from Exodus 20. This morning, I will be reading from the English Standard Version. But if you are interested in following along in your pew Bible, it's on page 60. So Exodus 20, beginning at verse 2. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Remember the Sabbath day and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God. Thank you, Diana, and all the kids. Uh, It was much better to have them start off this time. Can you all hear me all right? I know my my, uh, voice can bellow, but... uh, just wanted to make sure that the mic was on, so. Do you know you're invited into rest today? Some of you might wanna take a deep breath to kind of pause in light of that because there's not many spaces and there's not many people that invite you into rest. You'll be challenged in many ways to live out as just a production line, as a machine. To make, 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 to do, 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 without a second's thought, without a breath. But after hearing Diana read that, what does it mean for there to be a God who looks at you and says, I am the God that brings you out of the land of oppression into freedom. I am the God that brings you out of the house of slavery into a family. Because that's what we're talking about today. And we could talk about that in light of saying Happy Father's Day. So to all those of you that are biological fathers, to all those of you that have adopted children or have been stepfathers or have been spiritual fathers, because to be honest in God's family, for those of you who are men, you're invited to be fathers. And so I say Happy Father's Day. But in light of that, there's a tension, right? Because for some of us, Death has interrupted our relationship with our fathers. For some of us, absence is what we think of when we think of fathers. For some of us, when we think of a father figure, we see an abuser rather than someone who loves us or is a friend. And so I say happy Father's Day with joy, but also at the same time with grief, and we live in that tension. And I can also say happy Juneteenth because we can look at that there was an emancipation proclamation that said, no, human beings are human beings. And they're created equal in God's eyes. And finally, that became true. But why did it have to take two and a half years for that news to get to Galveston, Texas? Why was it stated that yes, freedom by Lincoln, but it took an army actually coming into a city to say, no, these people you call slaves Are free, And so again, we can say happy Juneteenth, but the reason we're saying it is because there were many that thought, no, they're not supposed to have freedom. They're not supposed to be seen as a whole person. And so again, we live in the tension of that. But that's why we need good news. Steve led us in the beginning with a song that's saying, for God so loved the world. So before I got up here, before Diana got up here, we were preaching the gospel over each other through song when we said the power of hell forever defeated now it is well i'm walking in freedom why because god so loved god so loved the world we're singing that and proclaiming that on a morning in which the fires of hell seem to still burn in which our tongues are often lit by hellish things rather than heavenly things. And maybe that's why we need to hear a message about Sabbath more than anything else. Because what I want to declare to you this morning is faith and freedom are wrapped up in Sabbath. The title of the message this morning is, The Only God and Father Who Always Gives Us Rest So We're Free Not to Oppress. The only God and Father who always gives us rest. So we're free not to oppress. And maybe that's the first time you've heard something like that. Maybe that's the first time this week you've heard something like that. But it's worth and it bears repeating that there is a God and he's the only God who wants to be your father, who always offers you rest and who wants to free you, not only from the oppression around you, but the oppression inside you that faith and freedom go together. And the reason we have Exodus, the reason why Diana proclaimed those words over us is because there was a God who heard slaves. In the ancient world, gods ruled over you so that you could work for them. But this narrative cut through that because this was the God who said to Moses, what? You tell Pharaoh, Israel is what? My son. And my children are supposed to be free. And so faith and freedom went together with this only God who did that. And it was not only shocking for Israel to remember their story, but it was powerful enough that there were some Egyptians that went with Israel. Sometimes we miss that. But there was a welcoming For the people that want the only God and Father who always offers rest. So you can have freedom and be free not to oppress. And this comes in the ten words by which God was helping to form this people on this mountaintop. Some of us know the ten commandments or the ten words. Some of us may know a few of them. This one is the fourth one, and it's interesting because the first three are rooted in God reminding the people that he's freed them, he's liberated them. The first word doesn't just begin with, have no other gods. It begins with, I am the Lord your God, like Diana read. I am the only God who does what? Who brings you out of Egypt, who brings you out of the house of slavery. And so when we hear that first word, it could be, you don't need any other gods, Everything else that will rule you in this world will make you slaves again. And so we start that first word with the one who brings us out of the house of slavery into freedom. And that you don't need to shrink this God into something you can manage with an idol and form with your own hands. No, no, this is the Lord of heaven and earth. This is the one who reigns over all the aspects that the other Egyptian gods thought they had power over. Don't diminish him and diminish yourselves. And if you bear his name, live in light of the liberating God. Because that name, Yahweh, is about freedom. And so don't make yourself slaves or enslave anybody else. And then we get to the fourth word, and it's as if God says, in light of all this liberation, remember, I'm the creator. I'm the father. Take, Let's go back to the beginning. So Diana talked about that this word is based in creation itself. But here, you might think that, well, in the world today, or in light of myself, the word that we need the most is to honor your father and mother. Probably a good word to remember on Father's Day. Another one might be, well, don't murder, don't kill. Maybe for some of you, the impact of adultery has been terrible, and so that word is really important. Or maybe some of you had things stolen from you, and so you think, I think that word's important. But it's interesting, if you actually go to the scripture, this fourth word is not only the longest one God talks about, It's the most common one throughout all of scripture. Sabbath is mentioned over 170 times. Idolatry, 131. Adultery, 69. Murder, 43. Stealing, 28. Coveting, 23. But here, listen to this, and maybe this will unpack or unveil or blossom this word for you. What if by God giving Sabbath, he's saying, don't you become a pharaoh? Don't do to people the worst that's been done to you. Remember, you were slaves and I have set you free. Don't enslave somebody else to your emotions, to your anger, to the way you think life should be ruled. No, 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 on this Sabbath day, Pleasant Street Church, all of us are invited to rest together as equals. Fathers and mothers, daughters and sons, neighbors and friends, strangers and enemies. We are practicing how to be a society of people that says, we get to rest, join us in rest and freedom. See, Sabbath is the great social leveler. God is shaping a people that instead of keeping others enslaved and instead of looking who they can be angry at and oppress. He's saying, no, in this community, everyone's invited to flourish and be free. And this is probably a good word for those of us that would be fathers is Sabbath holds in check one of our greatest idolatries because how many of us have made an idol out of our work this week? Well, we've lived and died based on how much money we've made, whether we've been recognized by a boss whether our coworkers think we're great, whether our employees are doing the job we think they should do, and that is determine your joy and your freedom this week. Sabbath is here to set you free from that because it will be one of the greatest temptations because it's gonna be where you spend most of your life, whether you're in a home, being the COO of the house, whether you're in a school, Wherever your vocation is, as a student, as a teacher, as an employee, as an employer, no, 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 no. Let this rule your life. But see, when we take a day of rest, we're stepping back and saying, is that how I'm supposed to live in light of my identity? Am I supposed to be orphaned to just being someone that has to produce, or have I been invited to be a child? Am I supposed to be just a slave to the system? Or have I been given a freedom that showcases what the system's all about and that there's more? I want to invite you, Pleasant Street Church, this morning. There's more. Don't live in the house of slavery that makes you less than human. We are here today to tell each other there is a true God and Father he always gives you rest so you can be free not to oppress that's my intro i'm gonna pray because i need the holy spirit we welcome the holy spirit in song steve helped lead us in that but i can say all these words and it becomes like a peanut cartoon whether because we're afraid that we can't really receive it Or it's just another thing to hear in light of all the other news headlines. But if the gospel is the power of God, we need our ears to hear this good news this morning. So Holy Spirit, the living God, we take on a lot of parents. We take on a lot of pharaohs. We become pharaohs in so many different ways. And Lord, we need to be led out of the house of slavery. We need freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free Lord, you are the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the living God is, there is freedom. And so, Spirit of God, come on us to preach good news to those who are poor, which is each of us, to tell each other that the one who has come to save is here. Jesus is present among us. His peace is here. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear that the blind can see when Jesus is here that the oppressed can be set free. And may we dare to believe that this wild mercy is true. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. For the many who continue to celebrate Juneteenth, the whale's window would be a marker of, again, is there good news that breaks into dark moments? In moments in which people have been orphaned to be less, is there one that says, no, I love you as a child, in moments in which slaves have been told that they can never be free, is their freedom. And so in 1963, something absolutely awful happened. Happened at a church in the place where there was supposed to be Sabbath and rest and freedom. Four little girls were killed by a bombing in 16th Street Baptist Church. In an act of hatred and racism In anger, a bomb went off. But there were people in Wales who knew about that moment, who saw those four black girls in their bodies and said, this is awful, we weep with them. We want to bless them in this moment. And so they created a stained glass window of Jesus in which he has one hand out and he has one hand open. And in this beautiful window, the hand out is to push back the forces of oppression and slavery and hell and death. And the hand open to our hurting and broken world is to say, I still offer freedom. I still offer a different house than the house of slavery. I still offer forgiveness to the oppressor and oppressed. This is the gospel. God is at work in the midst of our sorrow as the man of sorrows. And so I want you to envision that image right now. Maybe later you can look it up and stare at it. But I want you to think of the handout of resistance because I'm inviting you in light of the gospel today to resist working yourself to death in a world dying for rest. To resist working yourself to death in a world dying for rest. And I want you to embrace the Lord who is the Lord of the Sabbath, who invites you into resting in his presence. So resist working yourself to death, whether to perform or to prove or to lord it over or be a pharaoh over others, and to embrace the God who humbly came not to lord it over you, but to be the Lord of the Sabbath who offers you freedom and forgiveness and faith. In light of that resistance work, I want you to know it's only possible through the Holy Spirit. Our lives are not ordered to welcome rest and to resist working yourself to death. If you were to name an invention that has shaped the last hundred years, maybe more than anything else, it would probably be in relationship to Edison's work with the light bulb, channeling electricity so our days get extended. Because when night fell before that time, when they couldn't see anything, it was a time to bring together family. It was a time to bring the day to rest. It was a time to share stories. But now it's just a means to keep the days going on longer and further. You know what's interesting about this creator? Edison believed sleep was a waste of time. Edison worked 100 hours per week. Edison intentionally held interviews with potential employees at 4 a.m. Who wants to have that interview? He insisted in sleepless employees. In 1914 A.D., he said there is really no reason why men should go to bed at all. Pleasant Street Church, that is not the Lord of the Sabbath. That is not the God who brings freedom. And sadly, there are some fathers sitting in these pews where you've chosen that to be your good news, and it has wrecked your relationship with your kids. It may have given you more of a title and more money, but you're saying it wasn't worth it. And then there are so many of us who have come in tired this morning because sleep deprivation is now called an American epidemic. We don't know how to be human beings. We just know how to be human doings. We don't worship the Lord of the Sabbath. We worship the Lord of the dollar or the Lord of time or the Lord of work. Jen Wilkin, in reflecting on this, said, Though Edison's Let There Be Light may have ushered us into sleeplessness, the divine creator who said, Let There Be Light, benevolently declares, Let There Be Rest. In God's creation, he reveals, he hovers over the darkness, he moves into the empty spaces. He says, Let There Be Light, but in his creative work, what's the beginning of humanity? Humanity. I've made you in my image, male and female. We're going to be a family together that blesses the world and brings forth my potential. And you know how we're going to start that together? By resting. We're going to know how to be with each other. We sang, let us experience the beauty, the glory of your presence. But Pleasant Street, have we discipled each other and how to be present with each other without anything to do? how to receive rather than manage or lord over or take. No, how to be present with each other and the goodness of who you are is made in the image of God and who I get to be with you. There's a reason why the first thing that the story of creation and the story of God in the Bible tells us is holy is rest. It is completely set apart in our world that wants to make you less than made in the image of God who invites you into rest. So I say, resist working yourself to death in a world dying for rest. In so many ways this time together as Sabbath is the gift of silence. Some people, the only time they're invited into a space in which it's now sit in the quiet, reflect on your day, is this space, in which it's please turn off your phones, in which it's let's sit quietly together for a moment. You don't have to say or do anything, just be present. And I know Matthew and Thalia and the other leaders, they would pray that in that silence, it would be attuning our ears to God's word. That out of the storm and out of the fire and out of all the things that fling themselves at us, we begin to hear a different whisper that is otherworldly. And we say, maybe I need to hear that more. Say, well, Mike, why do we have so many excuses not to rest? Well, remember, Moses received this word on this mountain, Jesus was the word made flesh that fulfilled this word in the world on a mountain. And what he said is, look at the birds of the air. Maybe that's your act of discipleship. In the midst of the sunshine that's out and the coolness of the day, when you go outside, listen for a bird and look at it. And remember their heavenly father feeds them. That's what Jesus said. Maybe you can go out in the midst of the beauty of this June in which you see the blossoms. we got flowers all outside our yard right now, red and pink. And just stare at a flower for a moment in your discipleship. You don't have to do anything else today. Just go be present before that flower. Jesus said, look at the lilies of the field. Look how beautifully they're clothed. If the creator of this world, the Lord of the Sabbath of this world, adorns them with so much beauty and feeds those birds... How much more does he love you? Don't worry. I've come to give you faith and freedom. I've come to give you rest. Yes, there's evil. I'm gonna take care of that. But there's grace that's sufficient to encounter that evil. There's grace that's sufficient to say, Lord, I am weak. I don't need to work to be strong. And Jesus, yes, and my power will be made perfect in that weakness. Jesus says, resist working yourself to death in a world dying for rest. I've come to bring a better world because God so loved the world. So you may ask, Mike, what am I supposed to embrace in this? Rest in the presence of this Lord of the Sabbath. Do it in creation with him. Maybe that's for you in your garden. Maybe that's for you in the forest with a bird. Maybe that's for you among your family. Don't think about the next thing you've got to do on Monday today. Your life might not extend beyond today. That's not me being morbid. It's just reality. We don't control our lives. And we've got a much greater God who knows how to order and establish our days. So would you embrace the rest he's inviting you into right now? Let out the tears. Let out the sigh. In fact, maybe practice being a child today and have somebody read you a good story. Maybe you need to hear the voice of someone else today that tells you a story that's good. Julie Canless, in her book, A Theology of the Ordinary, explains that if you were growing up again in this ancient Near Eastern culture, your parents would tuck you into bed with stories that helped you make sense of the world and of the gods and why you exist. Well, part of this Genesis account that was told orally first, it was completely alternative to all the other accounts. Why? Because the other accounts in the ancient Near Eastern world taught that humans existed because the gods needed slaves. And of course, this was the preferred bedtime story Pharaoh hoped his slaves would be tucked into, right? Now, you exist to be my slave because the gods want you to be slaves, No, Hebrew parents, even in the midst of their slavery, similar to those who were in Texas that needed soldiers to come in and say, know your freedom, the spiritual songs of our African-American brothers and sisters, of our black brothers and sisters, they sang them in the fields when they were told they were less than human. They sang them at night when their kids were wondering who they would be next. They sang them as a counter, as a resistance against the lies of the other creation myths. And so the Israelite slaves told a different story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God made humans not because God was needy, but because God loved making children. God didn't need slaves, God wanted children. Pleasant Street Church, God wants you. That's the bedtime story all of us need, whether we're grandparents or parents, or children, you need to hear that story. And not just in the morning when we're together like this. You get to speak that good news to each other when you leave this place. To text it to each other when the Holy Spirit brings somebody to mind. Whether it's somebody you're annoyed with or somebody that you rejoice over. If the Spirit says, remind them that they're a child and not a slave. Remind them that they're wanted you send that out as an act of faith. That's resistance in an embrace of the Lord of the Sabbath. And if we have people that live out of that, then we'll have better workplaces. For all of you who own businesses, if you're the person in charge that labors without rest, you deny rest to those in your charge. You are becoming a little Pharaoh. You can say you believe the gospel, but if the way you lead your company or the way you lead your school or the way you lead your house is about people producing in a system that makes them less than human, you're selling them a different gospel. See, personal obedience always results in collateral benefit, but it can also result in Lateral loss so fathers for those that are in charge of your household and do it humbly like jesus if you risk rest everyone will win when diana listed out the people that benefit from the sabbath it was sevenfold and it wasn't just the people of the household It extended to the foreigner. It extended to the sojourner. It extended to the creation. The animals benefited from this rest. There is blessing upon blessing if we believe this good news that just keeps reaching out into the world that's dying for rest. But your Dutch Protestant work ethic will sell you a different gospel if you buy into it wholesale. it will sell you a different gospel if you buy into it wholesale. It's not to say work is good, work is toil. Not saying that, but if your work is oriented around how much more work you need or should get done, it's not the gospel. Because Sabbath prepares us for eternity in which we'll always be working with joy from rest. If you wanna prepare people for the kingdom of heaven, How do you teach them how to rest? One last image to take with you, but on May 15th, did anybody see the lunar eclipse? Oh, awesome. We got one person. It was wicked cloudy where we were in Worcester, so we could not see anything. My son was severely disappointed. He wanted to get his telescope out. Well, there's a clinical psychologist named Kate Russo, And she has watched the impact, the emotional impact, that happens to eclipse watchers. And the acronym she's come up with is called SPACED. The S first stands for a sense of wrongness. Why? Because the universe is not under our control. So there's this sense that often happens in the emotional impact of an eclipse in which it's like, wait a second, I didn't plan for this, I didn't do this. And then the P stands for a primal fear. Almost like, what is my life? Who am I? So again, a little bit of a sense of wrongness, a little bit of primal fear, but then watch this. The A stands for awe. That fear gets transformed into, wait, what if there is more? What if I get to wonder? The C stands for connection. whole bunch of other people are experiencing this. Wow, the whole world is experiencing, or at least this part of the world is experiencing this. The E stands for euphoria. This is amazing. We couldn't have created this. And then what does the D stand for? A desire for it to happen again. So much of encountering the lord of the sabbath is like that because and it's an eclipse on the way we see life it's where jesus steps into the front of where we thought we got our sense of sight of the world right There was a false other thing, and then Jesus comes in front of that, and we have to behold them. And if we're going to look to him as the Lord, it's the sense of, wait a second, I'm not the Lord? Pharaoh's not the Lord? Whatever I thought was ruling my life is not the Lord? And then there's a primal sense of fear. What if I haven't been living right? Don't stop there and getting spaced. Let that holy fear turn into a holy awe that connects you with the God who created you that connects you with others, that connects you to this world and let the joy start to turn up. I don't have to manage this life. I don't have to manhandle it. I don't have to force it to my will. There's somebody greater than me who's better than me, who's holier than me, and he invites me into rest. I wanna rejoice in that, and you know what? I want it to happen again and again and again. This is what God is offering us, Pleasant Street Church. There's a rest beneath the rest, and it rests in the Lord of the Sabbath. Because remember, Jesus finished his work saying, it is finished. He did it all for you. He finished his work on the cross so you could rest. He let the world break him so it doesn't have to break you. But will you submit to him as the Lord of the Sabbath? Will you walk with him so you can resist working yourself to death in a world dying for rest? And so that with his hand, that bled to reach out to your hand, you can embrace his presence so you can be present with each other and share the glory of his rest. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, if there's a sense of wrongness right now, God, if it's anything I've said that's not true to your word, then I pray you'd correct it. But if there are things that have been true that are piercing this morning, God, I pray that people won't avoid that sense of wrongness. Whether it's how they've been determining their worth that needs to be transformed, whether it's a sense that they've been a lord of themselves or over others that they need to let go of, God, keep them present in that wrongness. Keep them present in that fear. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But thank you, God, you never just leave us there. Turn that wrongness and fear into awe, into confession, into assurance. Turn it into a sense of connection with you, the God, Emmanuel, who is with us, who's come to save us. May there be a euphoria, a joy that sets them free by faith. And God, may it create a ripple effect in which this good news is shared again and again when we are dying for rest, when we are trying to be little pharaohs, when we need to remember that we're not slaves or orphans, but we're free people who are children in the house of God. May that be the good news that overcomes the evil for Pleasant Street Church and for us as we walk out of here today. And I pray this in Jesus' name, the name of the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother Mike. As we digest this word together, we have ways to do that. And one of those ways is to allow our third through fifth grade students who are pondering what they're sensing and hearing and learning um, about God in worship, to do that together with some of our leaders. So I want to invite our echo students to come forward because we would like to bless you and send you to a time of reflection together. People of God, what is our prayer? Almighty, loving God, thank you for the gift of your word. Help us to believe what we have heard, plan and to in our hearts, and live in ways that honor you above all. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve Jesus. And we continue our response to God together with an act of trust by offering up some of what God has given to us for the work of His church and those who serve it in this world. And the way that we have been giving, and just one more week we will (laughs) continue to give this way, is by dropping off checks in the front on your way in during the week or by donating online using the QR code. Having done so, would you pray with me? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when Your people walked through the wilderness when they had nothing to eat that they could find on their own and nothing to drink that they could find on their own, you provided You provided abundantly in the middle of a place that seemed that there was nothing. You continue to provide lavishly and abundantly for us. As we are people who are learning to give up trust in ourselves and to rely on you, we ask that you would take these gifts, this offering that we give to you now, and that it would be not only a tangible sign to ourselves and to others of our trust in You, but that also that You would multiply it, that You would make it more than it is, that Your church might be built up and Your name uh, known more greatly and more beautifully in the Blackstone Valley. We pray this in Your name. Amen. Friends, let's sing together. Would you rise?
3: A different story. So let's share who this God is and this different story together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. Right before the benediction, Kate Martinka always likes to ask, so why are you wearing this shirt? So the shirt says Jubilee on it, and it has people lifting up in freedom. Because Israel was supposed to set the land and set people free every seven years, and then when they got to the end of the 49 years and the 50 years, everything went back to the original families. Sadly, scripture never shows us that they actually practiced this. But Christ has set you free, Pleasant Street Church. We are living in his jubilee. And he is going to finish his work of reconciling heaven and earth. So go out rejoicing. But first, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen.
1: The I GO IN PEACE.